0: Red oh, I thought you'd J- like this
1: a great one.
0: one. It's
1: fun. We go. Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Trisha Ramprasad, the Core Behavioral Therapist. And today we have someone pretty awesome that I got to connect with. His name is DJ Lust, and um, he's also known as the Dominican Kid. Um, he hails from <laughs> Lawrence, Massachusetts, where he's known for his unique style of blending Spanish and hip hop music uh, to entertain at parties and airwaves, um, he's DJed for iHeart Media and, the, and Greater Media Commercial Radio stations in Boston, Massachusetts and Hartford, Connecticut. And as an on-air jock, uh, DJ Luss has worked on the highest-rated radio shows in the market as well as the largest urban stations in the United States. Uh, besides radio mix uh, shows, DJ Luss works at the club scene, like. Um, well, with COVID, it's a bit different, but he worked uh, in major clubs um, in the Boston and Tri-State area, actually all over the world. I see here in Brazil, Russia, Dominican Republic, Bahamas, New York, Vegas, Las Vegas, um, and Los Angeles. So he's pretty much international. Um, and he's also worked with major hip hop artists with, like Pitbull, Trey Sons, Sean Paul, Don Amar, Daddy Yankee um cardi b dj khalid <laughs> just to name a few <laughs> let
0: me just say not to cut you off the, the intro epic
1: <laughs> oh thank you very much dj Les. thank you um i want to thank you for coming on out of your very busy schedule thank you so much i really appreciate
0: oh, it love. thank you for having me
1: you're welcome Um, As you know, this is a a mental health podcast and YouTube channel. So anything to help out um, people during this time of COVID um, and having awesome people like you is just pretty much a blessing. Um, And shout out to the Dominican community. (laughs) 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 Right. So, um, and, you know, I just wanted to thank you again. And I just want you to tell us a little bit about um, where you're from, how you grew up, that sort of thing.
0: Okay, and before I start, are my levels okay? Do I need to speak up?
1: You're fine, you're pretty good. Okay.
0: Thanks, thanks for asking. So um, yeah, um, my background is from the Dominican Republic. Um, I was born first generation in the United States, Lawrence Mass, that's a um, small city up north of Boston. Um, so yeah, I'm from the Dominican culture, but I was you know, raised and born in the United States.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah that's
0: my background right.
1: yeah your first generation well did he say the second generation well first generation american really american yeah that i was born here because my
0: mom and my grandparents um came here from the dominican republic
1: right and then you were born here so and you grew up in lawrence uh, all your yeah. life in Massachusetts. Yep. raised in
0: lawrence um it's actually a small city um a lot of people moved to the city back in the days because there was work here a bunch of factories and mills yeah. To, uh, opportunities for work so a lot of people came specifically here because of the, all the mills they did polo new balance here uh back then bugle boy so there was a bunch of um mills like i said so wow. that's why my grandparents came here I was why, why this particular town yeah. why not miami it's it's, it's way closer <laughs> but there was opportunities <laughs> nice yeah, sure. there. it's got like, it's like the caribbean blood like, that feels more that's like right. home yeah
1: <laughs> what's lawrence like by the way, that was very interesting that I didn't know that that's why um, oh, your, your family went there. And I would imagine lots of people from the Dominican yeah. Republic. Or,
0: you come from a third world country, you want to go where you can better yourself. So they came here. Um, and Lawrence, it's, it's, you know, I, to me, it's great. It's made me who I am today. Yes. Uh, my experiences, my friends, and just being raised here and the culture and everything that it brings. Um, what well, you might see in the news might not be what they say. But um like everything, it's got its good and bad. Um, but to me, it's it's a great place. There's a whole lot of talent here, like myself and other DJs, and on uh art level is a bunch of amazing artists. Um, we even have basketball players that are playing on a national level that are come from Lawrence, A1 division. Um so there's a lot of talent being um coming out of Lawrence. Um and um it has a history. There's been a bunch of movies that Ben Affleck uh, have filmed in Lawrence. So it, it, there's a lot um, that, that hovers and happens here. It's just, it's just a, it's a small town. It's off the radar. Yeah. But um, a lot of history, though, for sure. That's
1: pretty cool. My uncle's from Lynn.
0: Lynn know. is it's, it's kind of like a Lawrence kind of vibe. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Lynn. I've do, I, I done a lot of clubs in Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to go visit
1: there in Lynn.
0: They call it the City of Sin
1: oh is it okay i didn't know that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> one way in one way out that's what they say about it
1: <laughs> okay dj luss in the building In <laughs> him. here so, yeah um so you know your parents made your family made lots of sacrifices and um you know what do they think about you being a dj and pretty much being a successful one at that
0: well at first um my grandfather was definitely against it. He was very religious. So, you know, he was very, not militant, but I, I call it militant because he was very disciplined. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the time I got braids because it was hip hop, right? He hated that. He hated braids, you know, traditional. Um, grandfather from the island. He, that, he looked at that like it was something that related to the streets or whatever. So right. and just hip hop in general, it, it was kind of like being judged. From my, you know, my grandparents, and my mom wasn't as harsh with me. She was a little more open. She was actually the one that bought me the equipment. So as much as she didn't like it, yeah, he still supported me. You know what I mean? But that's what moms do, right?
1: Yeah,
0: um, that's a
1: supportive mama right there. Like, yeah. I mean, that's pretty. She incredible. Definitely,
0: you know, wasn't a hundred for it, but at the same time, she was my support system. She went and bought everything. Um, well, she bought when it was time to upgrade. I, I, I um I'll get into that later how I got my equipment, but she supported me. Um, as much as she didn't like, you know, the noise and the and the content and, and the substance that was coming out of the music, yeah. she at least respected the fact that it was something that I loved and it kept me home and she seemed I had passion for that. So yeah. so yeah, like at first it wasn't for it, but now she loves it. She's a fan, um and she supports it all the way, like, but sometimes that's how it is. in you know my life is. You gotta didn't yeah. have the same vision I did, but she still somewhat did because she she always, no matter what, supported. Like, what you know, at the end of the day, she still supported the fact that I wanted to be a DJ. Yeah, it's so
1: important when when parents are so supportive. That's pretty awesome. Um, was your dad around?
0: Just... Um, my dad was not around. My dad um, took off. I want to say maybe like when I was four or five years old. Okay. Um, I already hear that. No, but I mean. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's cool. Um, I have a relationship with my dad. He lives in Texas. I call him. I still right. um, touch, touch up with him, um, touch base with him. I have a brother and sister. They reach out to me a lot, so, which is good. You know what I mean? We haven't physically met, but we at least created somewhat a relationship, and um, I'm planning to bring him up here for the summer. Wow.
1: Summer. Awesome.
0: And my dad, because um, they haven't have met my kids, my dad. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want my dad's. You know, God forbid he passes away one day. He never met his grandkids, or my kids never met my dad. So, that's one of my goals to do this summer. Hopefully, if this dust settles with COVID. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my dad wasn't around. Um. I had a stepdad, and um, it was rough. Me and, you know, I was a teenager, so it's I was rebellious. I was knucklehead. I was young, you know. So we clashed a lot. Um. So I left my house at an early age. I left at I want to say. I don't know the exact age, but I know I left my junior year. I moved out of my house.
1: Junior year of high school. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I was making money DJing already, um, and I just felt like I didn't need, you know, you know, you're young. You thought you didn't. I was, I was in, in a comfortable space with my stepdad. Um, but fast, but now I, I, thank him for everything because I salute him. He did more than my dad did. Like yeah. a lot of the behavior, that, you know, stuff that I that I know now is because of him. So even though. Back then, I didn't really, you know, see eye to eye with him. But I tell him all the time when I see him, I thank you for everything you did back then. You know, back then I was, I was in, I was in a different. I was young, you know. But now, well, I you. What you now I know why you disciplined me, or why you pulled me aside, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything plays out at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I think as you get older, like you know, people mature and you realize who is in your corner and older totally. me, yeah, and yeah, yeah I mean, it, when you're a teenager, we all, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. Um, so yeah.
0: Well, you gotta like, you know, you said you gotta mature and then it took yeah. me time. But I, I respect that man just because he didn't have to do what he was doing at the time. and He did it.
1: Yeah. So was music an outlet for you then?
0: Yeah, totally. I used to dance before I started DJing. I was into dancing yeah. a lot. Yeah. I was like sure. great dancing, dance house. And, um,
1: that was
0: my first, Yes, I knew I liked music. I mean, I, I, maybe I wasn't the greatest dancer, but, but I used to dance and get together with people and create little circles and hype each other up and join talent shows and stuff like that. So I knew I liked music. Um, yeah, for sure. That was in, And my mom always peeing on a Sunday. Yeah. The music around me, like it, it, it put all this in the mood. So I knew that music definitely played a role.
1: So music and dancing was your thing? That was like your outlet? Right. Teenager and growing up in Lawrence and what have you, so that's good. Um, Well, you
0: don't learn, you know, um, what you you don't learn at at home, you learn in the streets. So, you know, it was good that the music kept me at home.
1: Yeah. And did you you learn your uh, music and your love for music from your mom?
0: Um, well, nah, my mom's brother, he's, he's a, he, he plays, our older brother, he had a band. So okay. I would always, like, like, be, like, amazed at how, you know, my uncle could, like, turn the whole energy around the whole house, you know, and, yeah. and everyone has his attention towards him. Yeah. Like, they used to, like, call my attention, like, wow, this guy, he's, he's, it's like, we're all, like, he's, he's controlling the energy here
1: right now. Yeah.
0: Um, so that kind of, like. It kind of like just made me look at entertainers a little different. like wow this guy could really like someone could be like this guy could be having a, a bad night because your your energy and you being charismatic and your personality you just turn you know homeboy's attitude around so just all of that kind of like helped yeah. me come in a dj like it was it was those experiences me seeing my uncle doing this and you know so like i said my mom wasn't the influenced with music but it was my mom's older brother he was a band member yep. and then um the person who influenced me to dj dj was my mom's youngest brother he mm-hmm. used to work okay. with mom yeah um yeah so my mom just to bring it back a little bit so yeah. my, when my grandparents moved here to the united states my mom and her older brother basically had no childhood. They were like the old my, my my grandparents were always working. So their job was to cook, clean, and be the parents while they were gone, right? Yeah. So um um my mom and my and her brother, that's what they did, right? So um the little brother was basically raised by my mom because my grandparents were always working. They were already in survival mode, they gotta keep the bill on. So my mom basically raised her youngest brother. So when my mom fast forward was older, her younger brother lived with us. Always. i to my mom. But he was like 20-something. I'm At the time, I might've been like 11 years old, right? Yes. But he had turntables. Okay, the turntables. So
1: like i seen turntables <laughs> in my life. And like, oh, the vinyl <laughs> records and stuff. Yeah. He had, yeah. Records, yeah?
0: He had records. And um, he would be my babysitter. So he would take me with him to buy records. Now I'm going to Boston with him with a train. I've never taken a train. So I'm going to the train, taking the subway. We're going into the record stores. We're listening to music. So I'm just being introduced to this whole world that I knew never existed. Right. I'm getting the B-roll, seeing, like, all this. So, and I'm young, and I'm like, wow, this is... And it's, like, oh, I'm, Different. Yeah, it's, like, it's like I'm amazed. Yeah. Um, and that's where I uh, kind of, like, got my... He's the one that baited me into the whole DJ part, because I would just sit there and just be, like, watching him just do his thing. hmm and um, Now
1: you were experiencing it, and learning to experience it.
0: And then this is where me and him kind of, because now it went from me liking what he was doing to so now I want to try what you're doing. And I'm only what 10, was that
1: like what was I that? Like
0: 12, 13, maybe. Not too sure exactly what the age was, but maybe like 12 or 13. Um, so now when my uncle leaves to work, I would go in the basement, sneak in. Start messing with his stuff, now he's getting mad I mean, It's expensive equipment. I'm touching it I'm on a twelve. Right. a lock, you know. So he used to make it impossible for me to get in there. Yeah. But I think that is what made me want to do it even more. I used to find ways to get in there. You get it? Yeah. I was almost like, was almost like a crook. Like I was like taking <laughs> <laughs> like, the locks to get into my own room.
1: DJ yeah. Bandit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taking
0: photogenic pictures so I know how to put everything back when I'm done. I was like, we like, I was like, you do wild stuff, but. Right, but, right. But, him, but he
1: didn't like, know. He
0: didn't know because you were sneaking. Well, he, he did After a while, he knew because he was just like, But you know, all that happening is kind of what made me want to do it more. You know what I mean? Making mm-hmm. it impossible for me to even touch this stuff with me. But But um, yeah, definitely my uncle was the one that introduced me to, to, to the whole DJing lifestyle and, you know, it being more than just me dancing and, and listening to music.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Does he know you're? He was such an influence for you. Does he know? I
0: I took the name from him. His name was
1: what? His name
0: is David, Uh right? So his his DJ, I I I couldn't figure out a name. I used to have trouble thinking of a name. So his name was D Lust with a T. So I just took the T out and I called myself DJ Lust. Just because I'm like, this is the only way I can pay kind of homage to him.
1: Yeah,
0: DJ. He got I already stopped DJing. So I was like, oh, what better way is this to not keep the legacy going? Yeah. And he's my biggest fan.
1: That, oh, that's awesome. You know how some people can get jealous of you know family members. Nah, nah, he, yo, he loves it. He awesome. embraced
0: me. So like yeah,
1: he was supportive. And yeah. I pay homage to him. You, you know, yeah.
0: And he gave me all his records and everything. Like, yo, here, man. you see seen he gave like, his records? He gave me his records. I will for he's the impressive. first time. Yeah, you know, at first he was, you know, it's, it's a collector's item, so you don't yeah. let that. After a while, when he see where I was taking it, and you know, I'm on the radio, and yeah. wow, I can't believe, you know, so he know that he knows that he's the one that injected that into my blood because without him there, I don't think I would have been exposed to turntables or the DJ culture or whatever. You know what I mean? So
1: I probably would have been on a different trajectory route. Yeah, being where you grew up and everything, you know, so. Okay. Totally. So, I'm definitely
0: thankful, and, I, and every time I, we have a great relationship. So, you know, I was calling for advice and so. stuff.
1: Yeah, that's so good. That's so cool. He's your biggest fan. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, David. Um, shout out to David, yo.
1: Shout out to David, Uncle David. <laughs> Uncle <Dave. laughs> oh, so, you know, being Caribbean and, um, being Caribbean and stuff, there's so many issues happening right now. And you know what? Music is cathartic, it's healing, right? And like you said, someone can come in and maybe the guy just lost his job and then your uncle started spinning or playing music and the guy just ended up, he just turned his whole day around, right? So um, in the Caribbean, there's a lot of mental health issues, a lot of things that, um, that really, you know, for example, there's what, what issues do you see in the Caribbean? that you feel need to be changed? Like, I have a passion for certain things, especially the treatment of women in the Caribbean and what have you, but what are some issues you've, you've seen in the Caribbean, um, or, or you've heard about, or what? Yeah, well, I know for
0: me going to, like, yeah, Dominican Republic, for example, because I go there often. Yeah. Um, But it, being a third world country, um, I feel like a lot of the third world countries suffer from, like, corruption with politics, um, on, on on a root level, on a, it's, I feel like there's also a lot of trauma yeah. in those islands because of history. Yeah. Um, uh, women definitely don't get treated right. You hear a lot of stories of like uncles and families and all this sexual stuff that you and, and you hear like stuff that or, or nothing. You hear that it's almost even normalized. You see younger girls getting. Yeah. If they were grown, or like if it's a grown woman. So, a lot of things that should not be normalized, it's almost like it's normalized.
1: In, yeah. In certain places. Um, and it's us, up to us, people like us, to speak up about it that it's wrong. That, that kind definitely, of Definitely.
0: Is um, and another thing is, is, since it's not enough to go around, you know, it's it's, it's third world country. Yeah. Uh, people's mentality, it forces them to, like, like there's a lot of people that, I, that, that at first, I didn't know how to look at it, but I'm like, you know why well, I can't knock them. because when you're living in that environment, you gotta have your survival skills. If 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 I'm not a savage and the next person's a savage, then he's gonna get to the food before I get to the food. So it just puts people it, it, it's just tough because it's not enough to go around. So it puts people to be like too aggressive. And some people are too aggressive, and then you you see these behaviors that I feel like are not appropriate, but it's just because of their living
1: situation that People move a certain way over there. You know, do you kind of get what I'm saying? Different. Yeah, they, they've they normalized it, to, but that normalization causes trauma. There's a lot of trauma, and there's a lot of people that are not educated because there's no education.
0: So you only know what your parents tell you. And so this could be information that's been brought down, but it's not necessarily the proper information. And you can't be thinking or moving like if you were in the 90s in 2021. Yeah. So, you know, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah
1: it's yeah it's totally different. thanks for speaking about that. I mean, you know you mentioned it was a third world country. you know what in London, a woman just got killed, and I think it was you know it, it's been make, making world news now um and that's also sparking the treatment of women like how you dress and oh are you asking for it or, or and stuff like that and it's just it's not okay right like you said it's deep rooted it's deep rooted um in history so thanks for addressing that. that was really awesome. Yeah, um, so have you how do you prepare mentally and emotionally for your job? And I'm sure you pro- you played in the Dominican Republic and massive places as well. How do you prepare for um, what you do?
0: Um, so I'll, I'll break it down differently. So, for example, in the club scene,
1: yeah,
0: I can. I mean, I always prepare. Like, I'll try to organize, do my homework, of feel, see what's relevant. Um, but no matter what, I'm, I'm always nervous when I DJ those big events. Yeah, as much as I prepare, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lack of feeling. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a little anxious. It's like, I'm not going to really kill it, But it, it's just me, you know, but it's a normal feeling. Like, as much as I prepare, I get that feeling. Uh, you Even
1: know. after all these years? Even all, wow. Like, when I,
0: I go on the radio, I don't have that
1: problem. Right when you go on the radio
0: now I, for
1: that I feel like I gotta
0: prep them. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's different, so I don't really prep. I prep for the clubs every weekly because I keep my music up to date. Now if I'm gonna go do a Latin night, then I'll make sure i will dig in my crates for some stuff that maybe I haven't played in a while. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll prep like that, but my music I keep up to the I keep up with it weekly. So yeah. I can only prep. What do you so do
1: hard. for your nerves? What do you do for your nerves? Like, yeah, explain that. Oh, you- have a drink,
0: quick icebreaker, have a quick drink. Yeah. Um,
1: glass of wine, okay.
0: What was that? I said maybe a glass of wine. Yeah, just to break the ice real quick. But I will definitely go 30 minutes, 40 minutes before I DJ, so I can get a vibe of the environment, what the people, what the DJ's playing, how they react. So I don't walk in there and try to figure it out. So I'll go in there 30, 40 minutes early just to get a vibe of what I'm, kind of what I'm diving into.
1: That's that's pretty smart. So you're you go in there to just observe your environment to just ease your nerves and uh, lessen any uh, symptoms of anxiety and what have you. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, for, and for radio, like I said, I don't get as nervous. Yeah. Well, there's definitely more prepping to me, for me, as far as doing radio. You got to get in there um, and prep your whole show, what you're going to talk about. You know, you got to talk about uh, what promotions you got to do, any promotions we're doing, any giveaways we're doing. Yeah. Uh, music that we're playing um so there's more preparation going into something like that than me going to a club and DJing. just because i've been doing it for so long that i have my music set up i know what what's where i know my sofa's here i know my throwbacks here i know my new music is here so when i go to a club i I know all my my ammo is
1: yeah so you know so you're prepared so then that um eases your nerves when you're prepared okay that's pretty cool that's good um do you remember the most memorable place you've um, DJed at or performed at?
0: Um, I've had a couple. Um, the Dominican Republic was a dope one just because it meant a lot to me going there. Um, I DJed, this was meant a lot to me. I DJ' for Nas. Um, Nas, that's pretty awesome. Lawrence, maybe like 2018, I want to say. And he was just doing a hosting event at a club and I was a DJ and I was just playing music and he was just, I was just a host and he ends up, he was vibing with the crowd and he was vibing with the DJ so he left his VIP came to the DJ booth and um he's he comes on stage he's hanging out yo DJ I don't know you but I'm feeling your vibe goes to me oh
1: cool oh my gosh gonna um, shout got- out my Nas Yo, he's like, I don't know you, but he didn't get to say it. my name. like, I don't
0: know you, but I'm feeling your vibe. Yeah. And this is what hip-hop is, right? He's like, I'm supposed to be hosting, but we're going to turn this into a show. Drop anything for my catalog. And depending on how that goes, I'll figure out if I want to do another song. Fast forward, we did eight songs because he was going off for my energy. Wow, see? So that was like, a, it was not planned. It was not supposed to happen, but it was... It was just it organically it happened. You know what Those I mean? are
1: sometimes the best experiences, things that organically happen like that. Mm, yeah. Those so, are like the most memorable. That's pretty awesome though. That was no best show.
0: And what was crazy, that was on the same time that I started the nonprofit. So what I do, I bring a couple students with me. Yo, get on stage.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, kids do know better. Yeah. The camera, they're recording. They didn't capture me. They captured only Nas because they were so hyped. The fans, they're dancing to they catch a dog. So, <laughs> but it was cool. But you know what I mean. But kids being kids, they're young. They, it, it was a moment. They were like, "Yo, this is fucking legendary." You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, but that was around the same time that um, I started the nonprofit. It was cool that I got to bring some kids with me that were in my class and seeing that whole energy turn from him hosting to now me DJing for him. So I was able to pull that off with the Nas. I did it with ASAP Rocky. So it was cool that um, I was able to. Tie in my career with the nonprofit and someone that they know, and it just happened right on the spot, and they be part of that.
1: That's it's like a domino effect, one thing after the next. It's just that's beautiful, man. That's great. That was Can you talk about your nonprofit? Did you start it, the nonprofit? So,
0: so the way we started off, um, it was I used to when I so I used to work for iHeart, like you said.
1: iHeart yeah. Media, iHeart Media, right? Yeah,
0: I worked for yeah. iHeart, um, and I had situation so i kind of just left the station right
1: mm-hmm.
0: it didn't work out for me i wasn't growing so i um walked away from it it was a lot to lose um and it hurt me at the time you know i i, I went from having this big machine behind me to now i'm no longer on the radio right so,
1: and it was a major radio station in boston it was a right? station
0: at the time it was called oh, jamming 94.5 right sorry
1: what was it, it? jamming 94.5 Nine,
0: jamming 94.5. Okay. Right. Um, and At the time, they were huge. Um, yeah. So, an incident happened, and I kind of just walked away from it because I felt like it wasn't working for me. So, um, when that happened, I was like, what am I going to do? So, I, I put my energy into something positive work with kids. I had an opportunity to work at a, at a program, a nonprofit. I was just part of it. And um, I was there for two years, and it was dope. I was like, damn, as much as I'm teaching these kids, they're, they're teaching me.
1: Yeah. So I was that not always yeah
0: that's how it goes right yeah well, you you'd be surprised how much i for these kids like they were keeping me here yeah. so i'm like yo, you know what i kind of need this i need this because they're 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 they're, they're as much as i'm doing it for them they're doing it for me fast yeah. forward i saw a raise um they didn't want to give it to me so then me and my buddy linked up he used to be and he was the um, vice president of the NAACP in connecticut very cool, very so, cool. Jason a teal so we linked up together and um and we kind of kicked off the um nonprofit he technically owns it um i run the massachusetts division so we started out in connecticut originally right hard for connecticut
1: yeah.
0: and we expanded it to massachusetts so now i run the massachusetts division and he takes care of the connecticut division yeah. and yeah we've been basically working with kids um from inner cities that are you know at risk to you know, either being a, uh going to jail, you know, being affiliated with a gang. So yeah. we pop those kids out, and I'm showing different avenues that not only being a rapper on stage or being the basketball player. There's other jobs in those careers and in those fields. You could be an A and R, you could be an entertainment lawyer, you could be an engineer. And yeah. You can still love what you do, but trying to land a career job like on stage or as like a LeBron James, that's like getting a lottery. Yeah. So we just like, listen, man. There's other avenues in that industry. You can still make money. Yeah. So we, we we kind of focus some of the energy in that on that and become an entrepreneur as well. You know? I love
1: that. I got I got to take a look at the website. Um, and the kids are they're making their own their own businesses. There's their own clothing lines, they're uh, they're DJing coming. It's pretty awesome what you guys are doing over there. I change the play, right? That's what's yep, change called. the
0: play, so change the narrative. Whatever you've been doing, if it's not working, let's change it. Kind of like a game, right? If you're losing okay you got to change the play. you got to switch the script. So we take the same approach. Um, we work with a lot of kids that are incarcerated. Um, they're called DYS. So it's,
1: what is the DYS? For, um, Division of Youth Services? No. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing for three years. I you know that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Division of Youth Services, I yeah. think. So, so we work, we have
0: uh, state accounts. So I've done like at least six different jails. what well, they call facilities for kids.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we do that. We do the Boys and Girls Club. We do the high schools. We do middle schools. And um, we have, a diff- even though we target kids at risk, we have a different approach. So usually I will work with any groups bigger than like 10 or 15 kids. Yeah. what I do is I'll have 10 kids, right? Yeah. And then 10 kids at risk. And then I'll leave about five seats empty. And then I'll tell those kids at risk to go to your school and find me who's the most poppin' rapper, who's the varsity elite player, who is the best photographer. So I get these people, right? These yeah. elite students. Yeah. Now, and you got the elite students and you got these kids. so you got the bottom of the barrel with the top of the chain right yeah. but they don't have no interaction in the hallways because they don't they don't mix
1: from different different groups within this within the school uh, yeah, yeah. So
0: we'll, we'll, we'll make these kids if not wolf scout them out we'll, then we merge them together
1: are now, getting along and being friends with each other after now
0: that now you are balling these kids and now putting you with so-and-so who might be confident yeah. But I'm a basketball player. Now I'm exactly. putting you, now I'm putting you guys to partner together. Now it's forcing you to step up your game.
1: Exactly, yeah. On a positive level,
0: you know what I mean? Well now, and it's realistic, whatever goals with set, setting. So we do, we, we, we tell you little tactics like that, where we grab yeah. like standouts and we put them with kids that may, may lack confidence or may lack um, teamwork skills. Yeah. Now I'm putting you with the, with, the, with the varsity football player, the most popular kid in school. So how, how are you going to deny being.
1: Yeah. A,
0: you know what i mean so we put them in these scenarios where it kind of like helps um you know boost up their confidence or their um
1: so you know whatever they're lacking
0: that we yeah. so um and we also do is um a lot of uh, a big issue that we have is um uh, kids don't want to be associated with police like you know especially with what's happening now right yeah, the what's happening now well, yes. really you want to have Minorities being poli- uh, be, doing the police. You don't want to have a white guy who lives five. Um, I'm sorry, who lives five times over, yeah. right? Yeah. But you want somebody who lives in your town who looks like you policing, right? Mm-hmm. So we encourage more kids in the area to become stuff like that. So what we do is we bring in police officers that I know off duty that either DJ, yeah. either photography, or do um, anything that's involved. Whatever we do, and we bring them into the program off uniform, and they're instructed, just like I am. And they'll be teaching you how to DJ, how to make beats, how to record. And then at the end of the program, they come in with their uniforms on.
1: That's so so cool. kind of
0: the gap Between yeah. the community and the police, because right now, it's not cool. So we try to, like, buffer that out.
1: You're trying to basically show the kids, you know, that you thought this person was like this, but now he's coming in with his, where she's coming in with her uh police officer uniform. And yeah, so, oh, crap, you're a
0: cop's yeah. hotel. <laughs> right but now, that same cop sees you doing some knuckle, knucklehead shit. Like might let you go because they know who you are now. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, so we, we try you're to- bringing them together during a time that's pretty phenomenal. You're bringing them together during a time of racial tensions and where it's oh. very high and, um you know the police don't have the best reputation right now um in in various areas so this is pretty awesome that your organization is doing that it's pretty awesome like like i mean we only do like 10 12 week programs i really can't teach you how to be
0: a dj in 10 weeks well a a professional dj i can i can i can get you going but i can't teach you how to be a pro dj in 10 weeks but i can teach you life skills i can teach (laughs) you how to how to how to meet a goal i can teach you how to be a team player. I can teach you how to use your confidence. I can teach you responsibilities. That's what we do during the ten weeks. We just buffer it through music and fashion.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. And I would imagine too, when you bring the kids together with different with different types of kids too, that it probably lessens bullying. Yes. Lessens, yeah, and it, that's, helps it
0: helps out because now you got you're you you bonding kids together. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But I will say this: you can't save them all. Not all of the kids I have are a uh, happy ending. You know what I mean? Some right. kids, you know, not unfortunately we don't see them all. You know, some kids go back to that environment and just kind of like they don't know no better. So it's tough. Well
1: so you you're like kind of closing the recidivism recidivism. I've always had a tough yeah. word, yeah, that um that rate, the recidivism's rate. So you're putting a closer gap to that. So but yeah. it is yeah. sad. When, yeah. It is sad when other kids are going and they're going back in. Yeah, because listen, once they're like in
0: these facilities and they're with us, and they're out of that environment that
1: they're in, yeah,
0: you can you can deprogram them. You can do what you want. Yeah, once they go back to that environment, that toxic place, that boy, the peer pressure. um, Oh, I don't got no money.
1: I was gonna say the making the money. Yeah, I got. I got. I, I. I. I'm not. They don't want to hire me because I got a record. Right.
0: This, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go do a quick come up, like. So like, I don't condone what they're doing, but it, when you put them in these scenarios, it's like, and they don't, I, it's just tough, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it is tough, man. Like it just, you just, when you go back to that, it's, how do you, how do you break that? You're going back to that.
1: Well, people like you and organizations can help with um, yep. preventing them from going back. You said you helped out in the jails too, with the kids oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. What was that like for you? What was that like? Oh, and, and
0: the cool thing about it is that um,
1: yeah. I actually
0: have some amazing stories in tell um, I have two students that were behind the desk as a student, mm-hmm. and they're now teacher's aide. They're my assistant, they're getting paid. They DJ me on the weekends. That's so, awesome, that's phenomenal. I, yep. When I go to the facility, and I see a couple kids, 18, 17, 19, and then I bring in one of my prior students that is now an instructor, and he's only 22. Fast forward three years, four years from your age, and now, he makes an extra 500 on the weekend now DJing because he got it together, he's getting booked. And now I'm paying him to come teach you guys. So wow. he figured it out. And, and, and that's a positive story. He, he went from sitting with you right now and he got it together that I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put you down with me. And now he's teaching you guys. So we we've, we've, we've definitely got some stories that we turned around. Like, you know, they're, they're, like I said, they're, now they're part of the team. Yeah. You, were my, you were the problem, now you're part of the solution.
1: That's so, so I need that? to go up and down the east Coast or across America with this organization well what, what
0: I mean we want to brand it as much as we can, but it's tough, though. but yeah, we want to definitely
1: yeah
0: we we're, we're, we're working on Florida
1: I was just gonna say you should work on Florida, New York, like the major cities where in miami
0: um yeah, because um um the company that I collaborate, which is eight and nine yeah. is part of me. um they're the um uh, they're like one of the top three fashion brands out of Miami. Yeah. They got national distribution. So they are, we use them to do our our, our designs. To, so they FaceTime, so the kids FaceTime the CEO of this company and they, they get to the see you on know, the process. Um, but since he's already in Miami and we've been doing this for so long, yeah. that we, we figured, yo, why not pivot in Miami? You're there.
1: That's the perfect, that's what, Miami is one of the perfect places to be in. And, and they
0: have the same issues we have here where we're doing the problem, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're definitely looking into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. That's pretty, pretty cool. Um, so you're changing the world by working with these kids and what have you, which is pretty awesome. Um, how So The I, people are talking about what's gonna happen after COVID. Like the roaring 20s people are talking about it i mean you're gonna get booked and these kids who are doing what you're doing that you're helping are going to get booked um are you like prepared for that you're going to be in high demand right now
0: yeah hey, i agree with you, you know? 100%. i agree because in the past two, a year everything got either postponed or it's either got cancelled right yeah. so it's going to be a surge of like mar mitzvahs sweet 15s, weddings yeah Okay. I didn't
1: get to celebrate my birthday on my graduation. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to schedule that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to run with it like everyone else You
1: have to. There's all these things that people haven't... You know how many weddings got canceled and stuff? Ooh.
0: Well, listen. So, this COVID has been like the gift and the curse because it killed 50% of my income because I, I was doing practice. I was in the clubs on the weekends, right? Yeah. And um, I lost that. So... Yes. Um, I had to kind of like restructure the way I live and budget myself, and um, I sold my house. Like I told you because I know what's gonna happen, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But it worked out for the better because now I ended up getting two houses. Well, fast forward. I mean, let's let's talk about the DJ.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I found myself like, what am I gonna do?
1: I was gonna ask you, what did you do during COVID? Uh, kids are like,
0: yo, jump on TikTok, go live, do this, do that, and then a couple of Zoom parties, DJing. Okay. cool. I got wasted in one of those parties. I don't know if I want to be doing those parties. Yeah. I almost got a DUI going up my stairs.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> so is um, like,
0: huh? <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. You get carried away doing these, these um, online cyber parties. Right. Uh, but it was great. And then um, I jumped. I did one TikTok video. My, my son like, do a video. Do a video. So I did one. And I posted it. In the, I recorded it in the summer. Yeah. I posted it for September. Cause I was I was BSing. I
1: was just like yeah, we just
0: playing around with TikTok. But I wasn't like I, I wasn't. I was, like, I was just doing because they were telling me to do it, because I wanted to do it. Yeah. But so I eventually put it out, um, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I got five followers, but I got two thousand views. How, how does that? Add up? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm like, I, and I didn't get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I let her, I I left it alone, but my, but to the house got busy with the house.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, ready. Finished that project, and I went back to TikTok. Yeah, ten thousand views. When yeah. I go back, and I'm like, yo, I'm not. I haven't even been able to crack six thousand views on Instagram for six years. Okay. Like, oh, I might be onto something. So I did another video and I put more effort into it. Because yeah. I just did that to do it. Yeah. yeah. I put more effort into it and um. Like twenty thousand views, and I was like, yo. There's, my, something
1: There's something here. Yeah,
0: this might be the platform for creators because it's easy to get discovered here.
1: Yep. Versus on
0: Instagram, you're entertaining the same people that follow you versus TikTok, you're entertaining a new crowd of people. Yeah. I mean, right?
1: Exactly.
0: So, so I did a couple videos and I was like, yo. And then someone that was a promoter from Boston is like, dude, look at my followers. I checked his page. He has 140.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, so he started giving me advice. Do this, do that, do this. So I started listening to him. And next thing you know, it started climbing. And um since I started in December, like
1: yeah,
0: on TikTok, like, yeah. Like, like going like you know, like actually putting an effort into it. Mm-hmm. I picked up 12 weddings from December to March.
1: Huh? What?
0: And three I- of them on the trash yeah. Three I- of them on the trash date, and one is in Jersey. Okay. <laughs> But um, all from TikTok.
1: 12, 12 weddings all from you know, um,
0: Let me not say twelve weddings, I have twelve events. Um, one is a fortieth birthday party, one is about bar mitzvah, three eight of them are sweet fifteens and the rest are weddings.
1: No, one of your videos got like close to five hundred K views, and that's the one with the island I told you with the island vibes, the um the rhythm and the like reggae and stuff. That, those are the killers. Those are good ones, too. And you're, I think you're about to crack, like, 50K. Yeah, I,
0: I've been trying to crack 50 I I don't know what's going on. These algorithms are messing with me lately, yo. But I, I do have I five. I think books. we're going to
1: crack it with this. This is going to go all over, so. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh <laughs> I'm really happy, though, for you that you, go, you picked up these 12 events. I mean, you had a rough year. A lot of us had. Oh. No one really talks about. How rough creatives like yourself have had rough.
0: it? It was a rough year, dude. And, um, yeah, you know, um, luckily the station furloughed me, you know, so I was collecting an appointment and then they had me. On oh, the
1: sorry, call. I didn't know that they yeah, I got yeah. but mm-hmm.
0: I got a great relationship at the station, so they had me on call, so it, it, it never felt like I got let go because I was always on call, DJ. I me, mean, I'm working, so that worked out for me, you know, I was able to still. Uh, finesse the nonprofit with uh, with those um, doing it from home. Yeah. The, the Zoom classes. So I was able to, you know, get by and then just structure them, just restructuring and, and readapting to my the new living. You know, I had less money to make, so I had to, you know, mm-hmm. just spend less money and go out less and adapt to my new situation. So it's
1: a new world now,
0: right? It's yeah, so world. I did a lot of that. And um, now hopefully, Things open back up, and, you know, we get some momentum going. And I mean, people are hitting me up for parties.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm, I haven't taken no clubs yet, just because. Um,
1: I don't think it's too safe. You think it's safe, Yeah, right? I, I just haven't, like, it's, it's not calling
0: me yet to do, you know what I mean?
1: Well, also, oh, have you ever performed at the carnivals? Like Trini, Trinidad Carnival, Miami Carnival, Car- Toronto Caravana, anything like that?
0: I did Labor Day in Miami. Labor
1: Day in Miami? Oh. Miami Carnival is at Labor. When you say Labor Day, I think of Brooklyn. Huh? Where
0: does everybody go now for Labor Day? Not well.
1: Are they they not going to Brooklyn anymore?
0: Because listen, I know for example, when I went to Miami in the it was like 2012, that era. That's where everybody used to go for Labor Day, and then they stopped going there. I know now they are going to Vegas. Miami is big for Carnival. Yeah. So yeah, no, no. So I've done Labor Day. Miami was massive. It was the whole. um What's it called? Um, Ocean Drive, right? Oh, South I'm,
1: Beach, Ocean Drive, South Beach. Yeah, South Beach, yes, that's what yes, I did. yes.
0: So I did oh, that, right. and then I've also done um, yes. Cailloucho. You familiar with that?
1: Is that a club there or what? what? Calle Ocho is the Latin
0: version of Carnival. Carnival.
1: Oh. So they grabbed this
0: street called Eighth Street in Miami. Yeah, Eighth Street. Four five miles,
1: yes. and it's
0: um all the side streets that go off of it. Yeah, got a bunch of uh, stages, so you'll see people on one stage. That Mickey on one stage, I'll be have like a Rebel stage. Kevin Littles on one stage, like it was all Caribbean. It was mixed, that's so cool. I, I I did that, and I actually did you for Pitbull. Um, so awesome. I've done a couple, not not many. You know, I still want carnivals.
1: Carnival going is gonna be, be. I know people who booked their hotels oh. already for carnival. Yeah, that's on, on in the list. Advance. It's gonna be. That's what I'm saying. Like, are you prepared? Like, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know? yeah, yeah, I love that. yeah. Those things are gonna be through the roof.
1: I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I mean, I think people have suffered so much, and there's yeah. been so much loss. Ready for it? Yeah, exactly. Everyone is pretty much ready for it. Um, so, what what kind of advice do you have for creatives like yourself now, now emerging, that's coming out?
0: Um, definitely take advantage of all the tools and, um, um, like, for example, the internet. Like,
1: oh yeah, all I coming up. Right? Sure. Check yeah, I was up.
0: I didn't have any of these platforms. I was doing groundwork. So I was walking down the streets, knocking on doors, selling CDs down my hall in high school. So um, nowadays, you can find a graphic designer for, for like ten bucks on Fiverr.com. Yeah, Before I would pay eighty bucks for a graphic designer. So there's a bunch of tools out there. You got a CrowdSurf. Um, what else? You can TikTok. All these uh, YouTube their platforms. You can get discovered. When I was young, you went through New York. Go to the record label. If you wanted to be on TV, you have to go to LA. Now you don't gotta go to these big cities and big markets because you got these platforms that that put you where you can create your own following and, and you can monetize that. Yeah. So definitely take advantage of all the tools that are out there um, and don't get discouraged. As far as like, um, there's not one right, there's not one way to make it. What well, worked for me doesn't necessarily is gonna work for you. or well, work for so and so, so there's not one one right way to make it. Cause yeah. a lot of people get Oh, you know, this guy, dude, dude, just stay consistent, yeah, going. And um, I mean, yo, perfect your craft. Cause I feel like sometimes people get too antsy and want to make the money yeah. before you, you sharpen your knives up. You gotta sharpen them up, get them right. Sharpen your knives,
1: out. I like that. Sharpen your knives. Answer,
0: if you're good at what you do, yeah. you will have a job for the moment. If you're great at what you do, you have a job forever.
1: That's so good. So, If you're good at what you do, you have a job for the moment. If you're great at what you do, you have a job forever. That's pretty awesome. Oh, you're so full of wisdom. Who knew? <laughs> DJ. From people that,
0: you know, it's stuff that I hear from people that I admire that are successful, that I see them. You know what I mean? So this is just me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your, your world experience. <laughs> yeah, You know
0: what I mean? For people that inspire me and people that kind of motivate me so
1: yeah for me so i just you know spit it back out hoping it works for someone else well i mean in the line of work like you have to be a business person like you and you have to have um people like you come you like when you um do like when you work with other people right you both can help each other's platforms out right and then you get your name out there and so yeah well
0: yeah one hand wash the other and then
1: two ideas yeah talk
0: up many ideas and and then now you're tapping into each other's fan base so yeah it's a win
1: win it's a win win exactly yeah so now people want to get in touch with you um can you give give some of your information like let's say they want to book you or they want to connect with yeah, you yeah. to talk and stuff
0: for sure um all my platforms are at djlus yeah and um or you can just go directly to my website at djlus.net and you can get a hold of me through there
1: and Cool, cool, and let's say years from now, years from now, what do you want people to remember you by?
0: Hey, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, what I mean, yeah, like, I started, this DJ stuff, this music stuff, um, started out as passion, um, hobby, became my career, became my job, and, um, People that know me will tell you what I'm going to tell you. That I stuck to what I wanted to do, and I kept doing it. So, like, if if there's something that you want to do, just just do it. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a living example of that. Like, don't get me wrong, I did get a nine to five. I I did that route, but I believed in myself enough that I, I don't have to do any of that anymore. So, just for just believing in myself, man, I, I was a big believer in what I did, what I was doing. So. I mean, yeah, just believe in yourself, bro. I guess like, I, I, I'm a good example of that. I'm from Lawrence, a town where, you know, a lot of people are, like, get you know, downplayed because you know, of where you come from. But at the end of the day, you can shake that off. And if you're consistent with what you're doing, believe in yourself, you're going you're gonna to win the prize, man. Just better on yourself.
1: Consistency. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming.
0: Well,
1: Thank you for having me, I appreciate you, I feel. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I mean, and, um, like, let me know um so I can repost this and all that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely connect with you and send you this information and stuff. But in
0: Boston, you're you better pull up to one of my parties.
1: For sure, for sure. And maybe maybe you'll um throw my graduation and my oh, birthday.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do something out there in Jersey to Tri State. Huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. You know,
0: like
1: um, you. yeah, you're you're uh you're a breath of fresh air. Let's just okay. put it this way. I think bringing joy helps, uh, uh, helps people um, alleviate or lessen symptoms of anxiety and depression. And music is really healing. It's really cathartic. So thanks, keep doing what you're doing and inspiring people.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. And thanks yeah. everyone for listening. I'm Dr. Trish Rampersad, the core Behavioral Therapist. And, and we make, have DJ Luss.
0: And make, sure you slack, and make sure you slap that like button.
1: <laughs> subscribe. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you,
0: man. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye.